Okay, we are going to jump in to today's content. I want to talk to you about how to become an effective communicator. Just want to lay groundwork, get some thoughts going before we jump into the content. First thought, listen to this. Good communication is the bridge between confusion and clarity. Good communication, it's a bridge. I always feel like that every Sunday because I'm trying to bring our church and everyone that comes via YouTube, getting them from confusion into clarity. That's good communication. I didn't know what this meant. I don't know how. That's why YouTube, last night I walked into my living room and my son and my wife are watching a tutorial on how to make marshmallows. They're taking my confused wife and son into clarity. That's good communication. Your job is to take people from whatever subject they're confused about into great clarity. Here's another thought. Leadership is communication. In fact, write this down in your notes. You can't be a great leader and a bad communicator. Doesn't exist because leadership is communication. So you can't be bad at communication and great at leadership. If you ever want to be a great leader, you should make it your goal and your value to be a good communicator. It's amazing. I was thinking about this from an MBA perspective. The MBA is coming back. One of the greatest players in the NBA is a phenomenal player, bad leader. There's another guy I was thinking about, Draymond Green. Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Thank God their run is over. Go Lakers. Give me an amen in the chat. Draymond Green's not the best player in the NBA, but he's a great leader. Why? Because he's a great communicator on the court, holding people accountable, encouraging people. And so you can't be a bad communicator and a great leader. Here's the last one. If you just communicate, you can get by. But if you communicate skillfully, you can work miracles. Woo! If you just communicate, you'll get by. But if you communicate skillfully, you can work miracles. Like business deals. That's like, I don't know how we made that business deal. It's a miracle. I don't know how we got that building. I don't know how that bill passed. That's called the art and the skill of communication. You want to work miracles in your world, in your business, work on communication. If you communicate, you get by, you'll be just fine. But if you need miracles, come on, put it in the chat. You need a miracle. Because if you want to work a miracle in your world, you need the skill of communication. I want to convince you today that you can become an effective communicator. I'll give you a few things you need to know right off the bat. Four no's. Number one, know your subject. Know what you're talking about. Internalize it. In fact, one of my favorite communicators in the whole world is a guy by the name of Bishop Jakes, one of the greatest preachers on the planet, one of the greatest orators in the whole world, one of the greatest preachers go down in preaching history. He says this, when it comes to preaching, 
Study yourself approved. Think yourself clear. Pray yourself hot and preach yourself empty. Let me say that again. Study yourself approved. Think yourself clear. Pray yourself hot. Why do I pray myself hot? Because I got to get this stuff in me and then preach yourself empty. In other words, you've got to internalize your message. People say all the time, you know, so-and-so doesn't even look at their notes when they preach. How did they get to the place where they don't even look at their notes? I'll tell you how. They have internalized the message. So the message is in them and now it's just flowing out of them. You've got to know what you're talking about. Number two, know your audience. I, 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 uh, in fact, we were looking uh, yesterday at where everywhere we've gone in 2017, everywhere I traveled in 2018 and 2019. We were looking at yesterday, all the places. And I was just remembering, wow, that's such a great trip. I love that pastor. I love this church. Wow, that was so awesome. And one of my favorite things to do often when I travel, the pastor will say to me, do you want to stay in the back during worship or do you want to come out here and worship with the church? I always say, I want to get out with the people. I want to get out. Please, I do not want to stay back in this room. I want to go out. Why? Because I want to know my audience. I cannot connect with people that I do not know. One of the greatest opportunities that you have as a communicator is to know who you're about to reach. Are they older? Are they younger? What, what state are you in? What are they about? What do they like? I cannot connect with a crowd I do not know. The worst thing that a communicator could do is just throw out their content without trying to connect with the crowd, connect with the audience. That's why it's so important that you try and make people laugh. I'm throwing out Draymond Green references and calling out the lady in our church that didn't subscribe to our YouTube. Because the greatest way into someone's heart is through their mouth. The, let me say that again. The greatest way to someone's heart is through their mouth. That's why in church, we've always believed, feed them and make them laugh. So if I can get their mouth open, I can get their heart open. And I want to connect with my audience and I cannot connect with someone I don't know. So I got to study my crowd, study my audience so I can serve them well. As an orator, as a communicator, I am not here to make me look good. I am here as a communicator to serve and build and help. Number three, know your desired result. Like, what's your goal? This is a great question. Every Sunday when I get ready to preach, I have to ask myself this question. What is your goal? Where are you trying to get people to move? Are you trying to get them to forgive? Are you trying to get them to have more faith? Are you trying to get them to understand grace? What is the goal? What is your desired result? You've got to clearly define before you commit. Today, it's a great example. We're having a communicator's webinar. My goal is to get you excited and inspired about the potential and the possibility of how good you can get at communication. My goal today is to inspire you to let you know that if you become a skillful communicator, you can work miracles. My goal is to convince you that you have the ability to get better at communication every day. That's my goal today. But you got to define for yourself. 
What is your goal when you come to communicate the content in which you prepare? Here's the fourth one and the last one. Know your lane, your voice and your rhythm. I love this. John Maxwell says it takes a communicator six years to discover their own voice. Six years. So let me say it this way. Oftentimes you are an echo before you're a megaphone. When you first start communicating, people are going to say, you know, you kind of sound like so-and-so. You remind me of this person. You've been listening to that guy, haven't you? She's really made an impact. It's fine. It takes you six years to become your own voice. But eventually, you're going to become a megaphone. And eventually, you're going to become secure and confident in your voice, in your gift, in your communication. Okay, so as you are in transition, I want you to understand that you're developing your own lane, your own voice your own rhythm. It was amazing. As a youth pastor in Seattle area, this other senior pastor in the area asked me to go to lunch. And my first thought when he asked me to go to lunch is, I'm in trouble. I've done something wrong. So we go to lunch. I'm nervous the whole time. I'm just a young, probably 24 years old. And I'm just kind of like, what's this guy want? What's he going to say to me? So he says to me across the table, when did you become such a good communicator? And I said, sir, what? I'm not, I'm not a good, I'm 24. I'm not a good communicator. He goes, no, 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 You're a good communicator. Because every Sunday night, my son goes to your youth group, listens to you preach. He can come home and quote the entire sermon back to me. It wasn't until I was 24 that I realized I'm good at talking. And that lunch inspired me to go out and to get even better and to hone in on my ability to communicate. So understand, there's going to be a moment you realize I'm good at talking. I'm good at communication. And from there, develop your own lane, your own voice, and your own rhythm. As a communicator, I understand when I talk, there are people that go, that guy's annoying. I don't like the way he does it. He's too loud. He talks weird. There's a crowd that doesn't like my communication. But then there's another crowd that's like, I love the way they talk. I love what he says. I love how he delivers it. That's fine. There will be people that don't like your communication. But there's others that love your voice, love your rhythm, and love the way you deliver content. So those are the four no's. Now I want to get to another section called helpful hints. I'm going to give you some helpful hints on how to become a great communicator. Here's number one. Get good at storytelling. I love this. Stories are windows into what you're saying. Jesus, I always think this. If stories were good enough for Jesus, stories are good enough for me. Jesus always told stories. He, in fact, Jesus would use a statement and then tell a story or you tell a story and then use a statement because stories are windows in, into what you're really saying. So he'd say, um, how do I explain this? All right, there was this, there was this guy that had a hundred sheep. 
99 of them, he left and he went to go and he'd use a story. And then he used a story about a lost coin. And then he used a story about the kingdom of God. And then just always telling stories. Get good at storytelling. There is nothing better than listening to somebody that tells you a story and you're like, that's one of the best stories I've ever heard. They're so good at telling stories. Work at it. At lunch. At the dinner table. One-on-one. Get, get. I always feel like if you can tell a story at Starbucks, okay, not right now. But if you can tell a story at your house and get three people to laugh, you can tell a story at church or a business meeting or your organization and get people to laugh. Get good at storytelling. It will pay off dividends in the future. Number two, the greatest gift a communicator has is people's imagination. I love this. When I first became a pastor in about 2001, I would go to, every Tuesday, I'd go to Longoy, Longoy Toyota in El Monte, and I'd have lunch at this Starbucks. They had a Starbucks in the Toyota dealership. And I opened up my laptop, and I'd watch one of the best communicators I've ever listened to, and his name is Wayne Cordero from Hawaii, and I would create a cheat sheet of all the ways he was communicating. I would watch him communicate, and I'd go, okay, he used a movie reference, there he used lyrics, there he used a story. There he used a life example. Now he's using statistics. Now he's using a culture reference. Now he's using big picture. Now he's using Jesus. Now he's using a cross reference. And I made a cheat sheet of all the ways he communicated. But I noticed watching him that every once in a while, he would just use imagination. He would say something like this. Now imagine if you were in your house by yourself. Imagine if all the electricity went out and just close your eyes. Imagine if an intruder came through the door. And as the intruder came through the door, they're wearing an all-black outfit. And he starts describing, and I'm there in my mind. The greatest gift a communicator has is people's imagination. So you don't always have to tell people the story. and You don't have to use stats or history or movies or lyrics or your own personal example. Sometimes use their imagination. The greatest gift you have. Number three. Have a great intro and an even better conclusion. Oh, I cannot emphasize this enough. You gotta start strong and you gotta end stronger. The middle, eh, take it or leave it. Have some good content. I hope you do well. Good luck with your three points. But you better have a great intro that grabs the crowd and a better conclusion that nails it home. Tie that bow. Work, work. communicators, hear me. Work hard on your intro. Don't skip through it. Julia only gets mad at me on Sundays if, if I just go from the verse to the points. She's like, no, 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 don't do that. I want the introduction. I want the story. I want the joke. I want the imagination. I want the quote. I want, give me a great intro and a great conclusion. I'm telling you, communicators, hear me. I have heard some of the worst sermons be remembered as some of the best nights all off conclusion. This happens in movies. You have a great movie. Or how about a TV series? People, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm a man of God. But all the Game of Thrones people, they were so mad at the end of Game of Thrones. Why? Because it was a bad ending. Your ending is everything. Your conclusion matters. Even in movies. It's like, 
Let's go to all the movie buffs. Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects is not a good movie. It's not that good of a movie, but it has one of the best endings. The ending of that movie is insane, and it wins all these Oscars. Why? Because your conclusion matters. So work hard with a great intro and a great, yes, the middle matters, but bookend it so that people are grabbed right away and they remember the conclusion. Rich Jr. used to have this message. I'll never forget. One night we were in New York at Misfits Conference when Chris Durso used to host Misfits. And he had this message. I've heard him do it a lot of places. And he had this uh, message of God did it. And he tells a story about this lady with groceries and the neighbor was mad. And I won't get into the whole story. But he has this punchline at the end of this great story. And he says, God did it. And he made the devil pay for it. I promise you, when he said this line, God did it. And he made the devil pay for it. Everywhere I've ever heard him preach, the place jumped to their feet, went into a frenzy. The song starts to live. And everyone just went, why? Because it's a great conclusion. You need a great intro. I need a strong conclusion. Here's the next one. I love this. It's always better to over-prepare. Nothing worked than an unprepared speaker. Nothing worse than someone's giving a presentation that clearly has not prepared. Remember, write this down. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Here's another one to write down. We sweat in preparation so we don't bleed in battle. Are you prepared? Get prepared because preparation is everything. One of my favorite preachers was a guy named Ron Mel. Passed away years ago. I used to listen to him in my dad's truck. Incredible storyteller. And someone asked him one time, how do you know that you have a good message? He would say two things. Number one, when I can't wait to get to the church to tell the people about it. And number two, when there's not enough room for all that I've prepared. I would rather have you over-prepare than under-prepare. We just got a new barbecue at our house. Julia gave me the 4th of July honors. She let me barbecue somewhat. She's still the boss. You get it. And we had some brats on there. And we had so many brats, we had leftovers. And yesterday our kids are eating the brats for some breakfast, scrambled eggs and the, the sausage. And Julia makes mention to my boys. And she's like, your father underprepared the meat. It's not that, you know, there's some pink there. It's your dad's fault. She kind of made a little... There's nothing worse than something that's not well cooked and prepared. Don't be the communicator that is underprepared. Leave some things out because you're overprepared. Here's the next one. Energy is everything. Energy is everything. Oh, I love this. Energy. Woo! I cannot emphasize this enough. Be energetic. You can sit, I'm sitting down. You can sit down and be energetic. Energy is so important. Years ago, Andy Stanley, who's one of the best communicators on the planet, he stopped drinking coffee. So a staff came to him two months after he stopped drinking coffee. And they said, Pastor Andy, will you please go back to drinking coffee? He's like, why? Because your energy is in the dumps. Energy is everything. As a communicator, bring great energy. Bring great enthusiasm. Great, remember, people are excited about what you are excited about. 
So bring great energy. Here's the next one, number six. Everything about you says everything about you. Everything, if you notice, we've got some great art behind. We've got the new book behind, we've got the plants, the little table. I'm wearing my glasses. Yes, they're prescription. I, uh, on per, excuse me, purpose, wore my hat today. I've got my little so good bracelet going on here. I've got my chain out. Why? Because everything about me says everything about me. All of it's intentional. Be deliberate in your communication. Everything, listen, before you get up to communicate, you need to know, is this a hat audience or should I do my hair? Should I be dressed up or dressed down? Everything about you, shoes, outfit, everything, says everything about you. And so you can go, well, I don't want to be judged and I don't, you know, I don't want people to make, put me in no box. That's fine. But I thought we were talking about skillful communication. Skillful communication, not just what you say from your mouth. Skillful communication is everything about you. So some people, they get up and they're winning before they talk. I always think that about Carl Lentz. I'm like, my goodness, he's got 2% body fat. He's winning. What am I doing? I got a COVID body. Everything about you says everything about you. Here's the next one. Uh, Write it down. Number seven, have a point. It's so much easier for the listener. My dad used to say this all the time growing up. Have a point. What is the point? Now, communicators, I want to remind you about one of your greatest opportunities when you talk. You do all the preparation. But when you get into a point and the crowd starts resonating and you start to realize, whoo, I'm hitting on something here. Woo, let's, let's just sit in this for a minute. When you have a point, suck the marrow out of everything that point has. Preaching or communicating is about finding points or veins to get into. And when I get into a, a point that I realize something's here, something's hot right now, something's resonating with the people, run that thing. Don't bail out. In fact, Bishop Jakes, again, one of the greatest communicators in the world, he will often say, the problem with you preachers today is you feel like you've got to finish your whole outline. He goes, I'll find a point or a vein and I'll run and it's done. Because I found something that ministered so well and touched the people so well, I don't got to finish the rest of my, my outline. Now, maybe that's not for you. The point of what I'm trying to say is at least have a point. There's nothing worse than somebody's just talking and you're like, what are you trying to say? Have a point. The greatest way that I know you have a point is you keep on repeating the point. So repeat yourself in the point that you're trying to say. Here's the next one. Number eight, have great dynamics. Not everything can stay level 10. Oh, I love that about songs. You know, a song that starts chill, builds, chorus is big, comes back down, bridge, goes off, comes back to have dynamics. There needs to be times when you talk slow, you pause, and you give it room to breathe. And there needs to be times when you're going. I always get concerned about the person that starts at level 10 because I'm like, if you start at level 10, where do we go from here? I thought we were supposed to end at level 10. God did it. 
and he made the devil pay for it. Woo! But if you start there, you got nowhere to go. So it's just like a song. Communicate is like a song. You gotta have dynamics, great dynamics, wonderful dynamics. Dynamics are what keep people lured in and keep people on the edge of their seat. I, I, I was with a communicator one time and he was telling me about communicating at the gorge in Washington, the state of Washington. There's this massive amphitheater, 60, 70,000 people will be at this amphitheater and creation, the old music, music festival creation was happening. He's getting ready to go up and, you know, speak. Maybe it was after Switchfoot or Toby Mac or whoever. He's going up to talk and everybody's, you know, outside and just, you can see the commotion. And he said, watch this. I'm about to speak at such a whisper. I'm going to make the guy at the top of this hill lean in to try and hear me. Communication is understanding I need great dynamics. You will do well with great dynamics. Go high when it's time to go high, but go low when it's time to go low. Number nine, uh, only you know if you did well. I love that about communication. You get up, you give your talk, you give your, your presentation, you give your speech, you give your sermon, whatever it is you're communicating, and you, you, ever, you ever finish and you get done, and you walk away and so-and-so goes, you did so good, you crushed it, that was awesome, but you know that was the worst thing I've ever done. I am a failure, I can't believe how bad I did. Now, listen, communication is so great because the only opinion that matters is your opinion. The only person that you've gotta convince you did well is you, so that's why you prepare and that's why you have points and that's why everything about you says everything about you. And that's why you get ready. And that's why you rehearse. And that's why you talk to yourself. And that's why you pray. And you think yourself clear. And you study yourself approved. And you pre and all that. So that when you're done, you feel good about serving the audience that was in front of you. About clearly communicating the content that you developed. At the end of the day, it's not about impressing others. At the end of the day, it's about you feeling good about doing your best to communicate the content that you have developed. Here's another one, number nine. Sorry, um, number 10. It's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. Please hear me, because some people are like, is it content or is it form? What matters most, the content or the form, the delivery? I'm here to convince you, your content does not matter unless you first determine how you're going to deliver the content you have created. It is to me, both. It's never one or the other. It's and both, but you've got to understand. It's not what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. It's like in the church world, it's so weird. Pastors, when they try and honor their wife, and they're like, my hot wife. Ooh, I can't wait home, wait to get home, and blah, 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 and this, and it's like, I feel weird. You feel uncomfortable about what you're saying. It's not what you're saying. You're trying to honor your wife. It's not what, it's how you're saying it. You get in a fight in this culture today. You get in a fight about politics, about fill in the blank. Any relationship you have, it's not what you're saying, how you're saying it. And by the way, people will love your communication, not just with what you're saying, but how you say it. Go, I don't know what it is about that guy. 
I don't know what it is about that girl. I don't know what it is about her, the way she communicates. Man, I'm telling you, one of our staff members, Erica, the boss, Bosco, preached this last Sunday for us. And I'm telling you, what she had to say was phenomenal. But how she had to say it and the way she delivered and the sincerity and the authenticity and the authority, I'm watching, I'm listening, and I'm like, I'm in. It's not what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. Next one. I love this. Get better at communication every day. Get better at communication every day. Work on it every day. People are like, how do I become a better communicator? This is the number one question I am asked when it comes to communication. How do I become a better communicator? Well, let's not work on it once a year or every time you have an opportunity for a presentation. You have the ability to get better at communication every single day. Like, you know, when you go to the coffee shop and you interact with the barista, you can work on communication. When you're at the dinner table and you're telling a story, you can work on communication. I worked hard at communication every single day for years in my journal. And I would do a, I did it this morning. I still do this practice. I have a Bible reading plan. Today I was in Hosea, Psalm, and the book of Hebrews chapter four. I read and then I write a soap. And the way that I write my scripture and my observation and my application of my prayer, I write it like it was going to be published in the New York Times. I write it like the USA Today was going to put out my content. I work hard at communicating efficiently and effectively with great imagination and great content every single day. So don't try and get better at communication like when I preach, because that's like once a week. No, I try and get better at communicating with my wife, with our staff, with my friends, and my family. It is a every interaction communication muscle. Next one, last one. Get to the point. That's why I'm flying through my points. Because there's nothing worse than a communicator that's like rabbit trail, this, that, and I'm listening, and I'm like, get. Tell me what you are trying to say. Get to the point. There's nothing worse than a communicator that takes six minutes to tell a story that could have been told in three minutes. I'm always thinking in my head, what's the fastest way to make this illustration? What is the most concise way to make this point? Don't elongate. You'll lose your crowd. By the time you get back to your point, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what we're talking about. Get to the point. All right, we're going to conclude right now. And I'm going to conclude with what to use to become an effective communicator. Four last things that we're going to end this session with, this webinar. Again, thanks for joining us. Four things. Four what to use to become an effective communicator. Number one, use every day. And I want to just further this thought we're talking about. And what I really want to tell you, what I'm saying use every day is every day put good things into you. Every day. Store up good content. Read, YouTube, podcasts, scripture. Consume. The content you consume becomes the content you create. So use every day to get more content in you. More history. More culture. More scripture. More stats. More knowledge. The Bible says people lack 
knowledge, and that's why they suffer. So more, more, more. And remember, when you communicate, you should be drawing from deep wells. My favorite thing about interviewing people on Leadership Lean In is I can bring in a guest, sit them down, no preparation, ask them questions, and they're just like this. Yep, yep, quote, principle, value, thought, why? Because they got so much good here, it's just coming out. So use every day to get more content. You never know when somebody's gonna need that thought, that verse, that truth, that promise, that reference every day. Store up good things. You'll be a great communicator if you've got something to say. Number two, use your personality. Whatever personality you have. All that matters to me is that when we experience you, we get to experience you. That's why I like it. It's because it's through your filter and through your lens and oh, bless God, through your personality. I was watching this last Sunday on Elevation Church and I flipped over on YouTube. Zoe ended and the next one is Elevation on my YouTube channel. And who was preaching? My good friend, the coolest cowboy, Jeremy Foster. And Jeremy Foster's at Elevation in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he starts preaching. And I'm like, Julio, he's himself. He's silly. He's making jokes. He's wild. He's yeah, He's himself. He's using the personality God gave him. Please do not suffocate your personality when it comes to communication. God did not make you one way to use you another way. Be you. The greatest gift you have as a communicator is you. Number three, again, we're almost ending. Use your relationships. So you're going to ask people, what do you think about this? What's your views on this? Have any good content on this subject? I gotta make a presentation. I gotta talk to the board. I gotta address this issue. Use your relate. Don't, I never step into our pulpit by myself. I never preach any, any Sunday by myself. I have done my homework and then I, after I do my homework, I have people I reach out to and work with every week and I say, what do you see? What am I missing? Anything to add, anything to subtract. Never communicate on your own. Use your relationship. Last thought, and then we're gonna conclude. Uh, use your life examples. I wanna make a quote, and we're gonna conclude this, but I love this quote so much, hear me. The presence of God abides on the ark of the testimony. Say it again so you can write it. The presence of God abides on the ark of the testimony. Translation, when you testify of the goodness of God, the presence of God will fall like rain. People always want to know two things. What does God have to say about this? What do you have to say about this? Paul the apostle came and he said, I did not just share the word with you. I shared my life with you. So guess what? Share your life. I've gone through this. I've faced this. I've, I've been thinking. I've been feeling. Share your, we don't just want to hear about Moses and Noah and Abraham and Joshua. We want to hear about you too. How does it affect you? 
And that is great communication is the ability to relate, the ability to be uh, transparent. And I love that thought. And I hope and pray that you become a more effective communicator. Again, these are just some thoughts. It's not every thought on communication, just a few thoughts to make sure you can become a more effective communicator. Hope you took good notes. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, good communication is the bridge between confusion and clarity. Leadership is communication. You can't be a great leader and a bad communicator. So work on your communication. And lastly, let me leave you with this one. If you just communicate, you'll get by. But if you communicate skillfully, you can work miracles. I believe you can become a skillful communicator and work miracles in your life. The miracles you want are attached to the communication skills you're developing. Thank you so much. Remember, subscribe to our YouTube, Zoe LA. I love you so much. Thank you for joining us.